Hi guys, my name is Ansley Hester and welcome to my podcast, Counterclockwise. I am thrilled that you've decided to join me today and I cannot wait to see what God has in store for this podcast. This podcast is all about encouraging young people to be countercultural, to be different, to go away from the crowd and to be a light for our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Counterclockwise. Hey guys, welcome back to Counterclockwise and welcome to the second episode of the I Am Blank series. Um, This series, over the next five episodes, we will be discussing different characteristics or traits um, that God has. And um, in Exodus um, 3.14, it God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. Um, and probably about four weeks ago, our my pastor, Pastor Raisa Kubani from Mount Perrin um, Central Church, she's my pastor, and she was um, doing a, for this month, we're talking about the different names of God. And so the first Uh, week was I am because I am is one of the names of God and we can fill in that blank with whatever we need him to be because he is everything and he is everything that we need him to be at different moments. So if I'm feeling stressed or worried, he is in control. And that is a perfect segue for what we're talking about today. Um, last week, we talked about I am powerful. And this week, we're going to be talking about I am in control. Um, and then we'll have three more episodes, and the last one will wrap it up, and it will be really, really great. So, um, if you guys are new here, my name is Ansley Hester, and if you guys are not, welcome, welcome back. So, we're going to jump right in. Let's go. So, um, the definition of control is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. So, this was if you guys have listened to a few of my episodes, I love to just kind of take, um, if we're talking about a specific word, take what the Merriam-Webster Dictionary says about that word, because I feel like it's an easier way to break it down, and it's from a reliable source, so you're not like, that's not what control means. I'm like, yes, it does, because that's what's in the dictionary, but yeah. So, um, and it was kind of hard for me to kind of take this into a biblical term of in control, because this week we're talking about that God is in control. So um, it says the power to influence or direct people's behavior or course of events. So control means that you can influence or direct the course of events. So I kind of like to spin it for my biblical definition would be direct the course of events. So God has the power to direct the course of events. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, you, I mean, to influence people's behavior. Yeah, that's totally, totally a thing. But we're also going to talk about how, what, how that's not necessarily what God has. Never mind. That's, (laughs) it's going to take us somewhere else. So, um, today, um, so I read to you um, Exodus 3.14. That is kind of where this series came from, um, and that's kind of where this went. So that's an Old Testament reference. So um, <clears throat> control. God is in control. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and he 
is in control of everything. He knows the each number on our head, each number of hairs on our head. He knows when we're going to have our first and when we're going to have our last breath. He knows everything. Um, and so we're going to look at a few verses today, and then we're going to kind of wrap that up. Um, I like to use scripture reference the most because that is... You know, that is it. And if you wonder what would God say if he could speak, he would say his word. So he does speak through his word, if you get where I'm. Okay, we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna jump into the word, guys. Um, okay, so the first verse we're gonna look like at is Psalms 115:3. And this says, Our God is in heaven, he does whatever pleases him. So, if we know some different character traits of God, God is powerful, God is all-knowing, God is the Alpha and Omega, He is the beginning and the end, He is the creator of the world, He is many things. But one thing that God does tell us is that He wants what is best for our life, and that might not be what we think is best for our life. Um, example real life example this year um was the eighth grade was the middle school musical and i'm an eighth grader so it was like normally i've done all the musicals sixth and seventh grade and um normally the eighth graders got the lead roles um because it was just kind of like that it was kind of age based is what i saw in sixth and seventh grade um but then when i got into eighth grade we were all so 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 excited um about maybe having a better opportunity for the lead role, me and a bunch of my eighth grade friends. So, you know, um, it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, not a favorite of mine, but it was great. I loved it. Um, but what happened was, is that I kind of scoped out my competition for the main lead role. Um, I, I scoped out main girl role. I scoped out my competition in the eighth graders and I was like, okay, I think I've got this, but these few people... Ooh, they could totally get it for me or like get it and I wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? And I was so focused on trying to, to beat them or trying to be better than them or trying to do this with them that I didn't even look at the seventh or the sixth graders. And what ended up happening was a seventh grader got that role and she played it beautifully and no one else could have. But that is a definition of that I might have had my life planned out and I might have thought that that was best for me, but God obviously thought that that is not what was best for me. And that has taught me that working hard beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that's a poster that's actually in my math class, my math class, my math class. I don't know why I said that so many times, but that's a poster that's in my math class. And that's another, um, episode for another day, but that was not what God had planned for me. And that was kind of when the first time I felt like disappointment, I felt like I've always gotten what I've wanted. I always had a role. I always had some lines or some special dance parts. Um, but that was the first time that I didn't necessarily get exactly what I wanted when I was so sure of it. And it, and it did, it made me humble myself to a different level and let her let this this seventh grader play a part and it was beautiful um 
But this verse, Psalms 115.3, our God is in heaven and he does whatever he pleases. So whatever God wants will happen. Whatever God need whatever God sees it will it will happen no matter what we think so if we're so set on our will and our understanding then that might not be what God has planned for us and then we might actually face heartbroken and tears because we didn't get what we want um and so you know that's what, like that's what I've been kind of focusing on for these past couple of months is every night when I say my prayers I say God I want your will for your, my life not my will but yours be done God God I want cuz cuz God my will is nothing compared to yours yours is so much better than mine and so if we have that faith if we trust God that he is going to take over our lives and that he is going to give us exactly what we need and it's going to be 10 times better than what we thought then that is that's that's where it comes in <laughs> okay so the next verse we're going to look at is in the old testament i'm pretty sure mhm yeah it is isaiah 41:10 this is a really good one and it says so do not fear for i am with you do not be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you and help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand so this is saying um and this kind of have to do with with last week's but it's kind of this whole um series or this whole season if if you guys don't know i'm getting real real with y'all real 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 <laughs> okay real real with y'all um if you guys don't know this whole COVID 19 coronavirus outbreak pandemic has been going on in my world recently and the whole world around me and um th- we're doing like online school so we're like online for school and and at our house so i haven't left my neighborhood in about a week but this week last weekend so think guys let's think last friday so on a friday that saturday that weekend i went to my grandmother's house and then that's when we first did our first online church and i recorded the first episode of this series and all that and that was when i was feeling extreme fear like i've never felt before i have never really had someone super close to me die or yes, get sick, but I was really young. I have not felt fear like that before. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the, uh, what's going to happen? What does tomorrow bring? And then on Sunday, we went back home and we had the whole week of online school. And then this Friday, we came back to my grandparents' house just so we could have another, like, get out of the house type thing, right? <laughs> okay. And I've really tried to give all of my fears to God, to just tell him everything that I'm feeling, even though he already knows, tell him what I'm fearing, what I am facing. And that fear is the fear of uncertainty. I have had my life to a T planned out and everything, but then God 
knew that that, I guess, wasn't best for me and spun it around completely. And now I'm at a place where I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow the stock market could crash and the whole world would go under and the grocery stores would close and we would all go hungry and we would all live on the streets. Or tomorrow could be my dad's business shuts down and we have the bank evicts us from our house and we have to sell all of our other land and cars and all this stuff and get rid of retirement and college funds. And then we end up on the street or at a grandparents' house. But, like, that doesn't, you know. And, I mean, those are my fears. And I have to give those fears over to God. And I have to know that God is in control of my life. And that I want God's will to be done, not mine, because his will be so much bigger. And here in Isaiah 41, it says, so do not fear, for I am with you. God is right beside us. And like we said in Psalms, he, he, what he wants will happen. And he wants what is best for us. So we have security in that, that he will be with us and he's going to protect us. It says, do not be dismayed for I am your God, the God that created the universe, who created bugs the size of nothing. You can't even see them. God created those. God created the the human brain to build buildings and to build mountains. It says, I will strengthen and help you. He will strengthen us. We can't get that strength from ourselves. When we are feeling weak and dead and tired, we need to fall on our hands and knees and pray that God will give us rest in the little moments. And then it says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He is righteous. He is worthy. He is powerful. And his will will be done on earth. His will will be done. The last verse is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. And what this is saying is that, Hey, Ansley, You've got nothing to fear. You've got nothing to be anxious about. Nothing. Because God is in control of my life. And if I step on that boat, he will drive that thing to the sunset. With everything, be it by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, it says present your request to God. Even though God knows what we are feeling and what we need, if we submit them to God, it just makes us that more humble. It makes us that more, hey God, this is what I'm dealing with and I know that you know this, but let me tell you, let me cry. He loves to hear from his children and we are his children, no matter what we did in our past. It says, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding. The peace of God will overflow us. Overflow us. I'm about to get real real with you again. So this verse really sticks out to me. Because it says, do not be anxious. Because um, I have not a lot of things wrong with me. I just have little dents in the cup. 
I don't even know. <laughs> but I have different things like um, I have people say I have ADHD and OCD and dyslexia and all these things. And yes, I, I probably do. And I don't take that as a, oh, I'm dumb or I'm not smart or I'm blah, blah, blah. But recently, I've never really felt anxiety before. And a lot of people, my friends, go through anxiety. They go through anxiety attacks and they have therapists uh, for their anxiety. And I never felt anxiety before. I just, I mean, I felt that means being stressed out or overwhelmed. And yes, I felt that before with school or with family or with friends or whatever. But over these past few weeks, I've been feeling anxious about what is going to happen. The uncertainty was overruling my life. And that's when I start to feel, wow, I might actually have anxiety. And that's not something like, you know, crazy. I mean, like, come on. But this really, as I was processing this week on like Monday or Tuesday, that, hey, you might have anxiety because you're getting really worked up on these things that are really little. Like you're getting really stressed out about just being around your house. Why is this happening? What is going on with it? And so this do not be anxious about anything is God, Jesus, because remember, if God would speak, what would he say? He would say his word. God is speaking to me saying, do not be anxious about anything. If that has to do with the coronavirus or if that has to do with life in general. I mean, I feel I feel for the seniors who are missing graduation and prom and the college students who are not being able to take courses like they want to or the people that are trying to get married or the people that are having funerals for other reasons than the coronavirus. I feel for those people. And guys, don't be anxious because God has got this under control. He knows. And here's something that I'm going to kind of kind of close with is this. God is totally in control of our lives. We might not know what tomorrow brings. No, actually, Matter of fact, no one knows what tomorrow is going to bring. Not a single soul, but God knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows how it's killing you. That is a song from King and Country for King and Country. So that's not my words, but God only knows. Not your parents, not your principals, not your admin. God only knows. So put your lay on your hands and feet for God. Lay and beg God that his will be done in our lives. God is in control. We have faith and satisfaction that he is in control of our lives and he wants what is best. <sighs> These hardships that we are going through, whether it's the coronavirus or if it's you or a friend or sick, these hardships no matter how small and how big, help us to understand that we need God. Because without these hardships, we see in the Bible, we see in people, when people's lives are going great, they tend to turn away from God. But when they are desperate and when they are running, they turn to God. But these hardships show us that we need God. And I feel like that is one of the things God is trying to get our country, but especially me, to get out of this coronavirus is that, hey, Ansley, I know your life has been perfect for the first 15 years that you've been alive, but 
you still need me. I've given you all of this. You've been, I've been faithful to you all my life. But these hardships that are about to come are, are to show you that you need me. That you are a human and that you can do life without me. Because I created you and I sent my son to die for you. Faith. Faith is what we need during these times, guys. Faith. To know that God is in control and that he is powerful. And he will defeat Satan. And he is bigger than a coronavirus. He is bigger than the economic shutdown. With my anxieties or my fears about what could and might happen, show me that, well, hold on, rewind. Why am I scared when I know the end of the story? If you have given your heart to God, if you have forgiven, if you have asked Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to come into your life, then you know the end of your story. You know that you will one day end up in heaven with your Lord at those pearly gates. And, and that's all that I know because we don't know as humans what heaven's going to look like. But with all that magnificent wonders and we're standing next to Jesus Christ, that is our end. That is the finale of this musical that Jesus is writing that God is writing on our in our lives. If we know the end of the story, why are we scared about what's going to happen in the middle? Why are we scared? We shouldn't be scared. And guys, I am totally, like I say in every episode, talking to myself. I'm literally preaching to myself, okay? Let's be honest. <laughs> but God only knows. We've got to have faith, baby. Because God is in control of our life and we know the end story. We might not know what happens tomorrow, but God knows. And we have security and, 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 and we have a safety in that, that he is powerful and he will reign forever. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I tried to get straight to it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know that it is crazy and you might be listening because you're totally bored and have nothing to do. Well, amen. <laughs> but um, as we're going through this coronavirus, you might be listening to this during the coronavirus or you might be listening to this years afterwards. I don't know. But during this time of just kind of downtime, use this time to do, to, to hang out with your family, to call up your friends. Don't see them, but call them. And to dive into God's word. That's what I challenge you with. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please don't forget to go to anchor.fm slash Ansley Hester to send me a message of what you guys want me to talk about. Even though we're doing this series, this season, um, I'm still open for requests. I would love to, to hear from you guys. Um, and also, here's a tip. While you are praying, excuse me, while you are washing your hands for 20 seconds, at least 15 times a day, no, totally joking, but guys, as you are washing your hands for 20 seconds, instead of singing that song, if you guys don't know what I mean, like there's that like song you're supposed to sing, pray. Just say, thank you, God, that we have running water and soap. Pray for our political, you, you get the point, okay? So take those 20 seconds while you're washing your hands to pray, um, we we've been praying a lot because you know 
you can't pray too much. Um, I love you guys, and I will see you guys next time. Um, God's got this. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Counterclockwise. As always, I love you guys so much. I hope you got something out of this, and I hope God is working and moving in your life. I think that is it. Love you guys so much. Have a great rest or start of your week. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.